welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious. I have my friend today as a guest, Tori Autumn. Tori is going to be talking about how to increase your self-worth in your life and business and the importance of consistently loving yourself and how it impacts your business. I met Tori through a mastermind we were both part of and our connection just kept continuing, which is really good. We actually got to know each other pretty well because we had to do this exercise where we had to awkwardly stare into each other's eyes in person. And it actually was so impactful. I could feel the love coming from Tori and her energy. And that is definitely what Tori is about. All about self-love and she has such a loving energy. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about Tori, and then I'm going to welcome her to the show. So Tori is a conversion copywriter committed to helping online entrepreneurs grow an impactful business through sharing their heartfelt messaging. She's worked with many women entrepreneurs to launch, create, and sell services via emails, website, copy, and sales pages, some resulting in 100K and close to a million dollar launches, just to name a few. She has so much great information about PR and media, and she is skilled in the self-love coaching department too. So without further ado, Tori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Whitney, for inviting me on. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, me too. It's good to always connect with you. And I'm so glad that we stayed in touch over the years. And I know that your business has definitely changed and pivoted. So I definitely want to talk a little bit about that. But I know that self-love is something you've always talked about. And I definitely feel like there's more of that needed in the world. I feel like there's more of that needed for entrepreneurs, especially for women, especially, and for people who are, let's say, highly sensitive or more in the spiritual realm. I tend to see and feel that they give so much, they forget to really take care of themselves. But I want to ask you, since you're the expert, why do you feel that self-love is so needed? And why do you feel that so many people just don't pay attention to it or they don't put themselves in that place of really loving? I think that we can talk really nicely to other people, but we can say really nasty things to ourselves in our mind or even out loud. So can you enlighten us on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think that self-love is really needed because we, a lot of people weren't brought up to love themselves or prioritize themselves or even really trust themselves. And the more and more that I learn about loving myself and also seeing people around me, whether it's friends or business colleagues or family going on to their own healing journey, I think that a lot of times self-love is really understanding that we are healed and healing from something and we and on this spiritual journey in in our human form we really must put 
time into really celebrating the life that we have. And the best way you can do that is by giving yourself attention, giving yourself the needs and things that you wish you can get from other people. It helps in so many aspects with boosting your confidence, with helping your self-worth when it comes to asking for your, you know, what you desire out of life and also really just honoring the amazing person you are. Yeah, I think that it's so important. But so many people will feel almost that really taking care of themselves sounds so weird when it comes out of my mouth. But so many people feel like, no, I can't be selfish. So can you talk about difference of maybe what being selfish is versus self-care? Because I really feel that we need to prioritize ourselves and our energy and, you know, so to speak, putting the oxygen mask on ourselves before we can help somebody else. The way I word it is, ew, if you are in a funky place, do you think that it's good to give your energy to somebody else? You're just, you know, giving them funky energy. So that's the way I'll word it. But so many people have a hard time, I think, putting themselves first. And then even saying putting themselves first is kind of different than self-care in a way. I don't know. Tell me what you think about that. Yes, Wendy, you brought up such an excellent point how a lot of people equate self-care, self-love to equaling being selfish. And I think the difference is that selfishness means that you are making decisions that could affect or, or jeopardize other people around you in a negatively way. It might mean that you, like, for example, selfish acts to me are when you, let's see, like when you create something, like create an offer or create something that isn't about impact. It's just only about like the money or the type of people who might give you testimonials or like the the actual reason behind why you're doing something and who it could impact and when it's not coming from a place of like abundance and and love and all those things versus self-love. I think what that actually means is just you feeling worthy enough to take take into consideration what's important to you, what affects you. And also self-love, when you take time to really pour into yourself or just take breaks or even take a little time to get back to someone, or if you don't know the answer to something, just pausing and saying, let me get back to you. Like not giving into the people pleasing stuff, it actually gives other people permission to put themselves first. It actually positively benefits them. If you're around someone and you're loving yourself and it's hurting them <laughs> and you're doing a lot of positive things, then maybe reevaluate that whole situation. But I think that it benefits everyone when you put yourself first. And it goes back to putting your own oxygen mask and also setting examples, setting examples of how you wish you might have been taught to treat yourself growing up and how you can show other people how they can love themselves and prioritize their needs. Yeah, I think that's so insightful. You were saying, do something that you really wish you would have known when you were younger. Kind of create your own self-care ritual. So that makes me wonder, do you feel that lack of self-care is passed down in families? Do we look at our parents perhaps and just kind of mimic how maybe they weren't tending to their own needs? So let's say that you have a caregiver that was 
really giving care. And that's it. Just always put everybody else first. I think that can lead to us feeling like we're bad people if we don't put everybody else first. I know someone particularly in my life that gives, 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 but never fills her own cup. And then she's tired and she sleeps all day. And, you know, then she's kind of resentful. And I think that's how it can show up in our businesses too. When we let family come into the boundaries that we've set up for ourselves, And we, most of the time start our businesses because we feel a calling to do so. We feel an alignment with purpose. And when we start our business, sometimes we don't hold the boundaries because our children need care or our family wants to talk to us. And those things are important. I definitely think that, you know, your family is a priority, but sometimes we don't hold up those boundaries that are so important as an entrepreneur. So can you tell me a little bit more about how self-care really impacts business? I think that so many people maybe don't put those things together. Yes, absolutely. So I look at it as a lot of the business growth that I've experienced mirror a lot of the personal growth or personal challenges that I'm having. There's a saying, I don't know if I fully 100% agree with it, but there's a saying that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so let's take into perspective for self-care in your business. So let's say you are very strict with deadlines, very tight with your boundaries, with your clients, and also very communicative with your team. And then you take off your business hat and then you're just like a total people pleaser in your life or you are, you know, uh, putting, putting all your family's needs before you or things like that. I think that it has helped for, for me, I looked at self-care in my business as an arm of my identity as a whole. So I grew up with parents who had me in their mid forties. And by the time I was a teenager, my, my mom experienced a lot of, of health issues and I had to take on a caregiver role very young, but it also bled into other aspects of my life. So my friendship, definitely, I was the fixer and everything. My business, I would, yeah, I can meet for an extra hour on Zoom. Yeah, I can re-edit this. You know, I can, I just kept giving, 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 giving until I realized that it was actually an identity piece that I belong to. I'm like, I have to do this because everyone's going to be disappointed. Everyone's not going to love me. So when I realized that, and I this is through me going through therapy, this is me reading great books about self-love and articles and doing my own researching. And also as my business shifted from me being a self-love coach to a copywriter, I learned so much about how that identity piece and the way that we show up in the world is so important. And I think once you take note of how these different patterns are playing out in your life, it's so that awareness piece is so helpful to help you be able to start doing self-care because you can very much, like you you mentioned, you know someone in real life, you can very much get into a self-care routine. You can get into doing massages, doing meditations, having, you know, the weekends to unplug and then go right back to that routine once there's a crisis situation happens with the family or friend. And so I think that it's all around looking at how you want to show up in life and what you don't have to identify with. 
And there were other things that I had to shed too. Like I had to shed definitely being a woman of color who just didn't make a lot of money. That was a big identity piece that kept coming up in therapy and just in different ways in my life. I kept finding clients that would pay me really late or just forget to pay. And this this happened for a long time. Like I want to say like a year or two years until I realized this is just a piece I identify with. <laughs> and when I started really prioritizing the type of people I want to work with, I want to feel supported by, I want to support and how I want to support myself. I didn't have those issues anymore. I didn't have clients constantly paying late. If anything, they would pay before I even start. And it wasn't even a struggle from, it wasn't like they were going to be mad at me. They understood the boundaries I set because they set those things for themselves. They value those type of relationships. And that was crucial for me into implementing self-care and then maintaining it. Oh, I can't wait to ask you some more about your strategies, but I do want you to dive in if you can a little bit more into how did you decide Like what clicked in there where you said, I need to shift something here and I am going to shift my energy to attract a different kind of client or perhaps just setting the boundaries there. So can you tell me what it looked like when you first put that self-love in your business first and and the shift when it actually happened? Yes. I actually remember when it happened. <laughs> so it was June this year. So this June, 2022. And so I, at this point, I was experiencing a few, not all of my clients, but a few clients consistently paying late or giving excuses or, and I just wasn't feeling fully great about the direction of my business. And it was not necessarily the blame wasn't on the clients. It was just like, what am I doing wrong to keep attracting this? It was just more so that insight. And on top of that, I had a big 70th birthday party for my mom. And to be quite honest, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it because I had so many bills that were laid and clients and all all types of financial issues. So I said to myself, this is going to be the last month that I choose this, that I take part in this unconsciously, whatever I'm doing, subconsciously, maybe not unconsciously, but (laughs) like whatever I'm doing to contribute to this, I want to fix this. So I started pulling back. I started taking off a lot more time in my business. I started doing a lot more speaking instead of trying to sell people through DMs, uh, which I think is a great, great strategy. But what I mean by pulling back is I didn't, I, I wasn't actively um, seeking money. I felt like I, I was so such in a scarcity place that I kept just trying to force things to happen. And, and I wanted, and I heard that 10K month, you know, it's, it's possible for everyone. I wanted that so bad. So I just kept forcing things. I started pulling back. I started actually taking time to, to think about the different ways I want to make money. And I'm happy to say the month of September, I made $20,000, which I've never made any type of five figure month. But I started to do a lot of speaking and I started to actually decide what type of client or what type of prospective people I would like to sell to, have a sales consultation with, and what type of people I just want to nurture and just want to grow relationships. That was very crucial for me because it changed the, this is a person I can make, I can make a client. It changed it from that narrative to, this is a person I can actually have a genuine connection with and feel great about having this support in my business. and. From there, it's just, it's been 
really great. I love the clients I work with. They're all like on retainer. They don't want to let me go and I don't want to let them go. It's been beautiful, but I also just realized the power of pulling back and not forcing and trying things because I don't know about you, Whitney, but when you want something to happen so badly, when you just want it to manifest and you put so much energy into it and you're you're not actually, you're so close to it that you can't see how important it, it would be to take a step back and just focus on yourself and, and take care of the inner being inside instead of waiting for all the outside, outside things to manifest it just it made such a difference when I took time off and I always heard that I always heard yeah if you take time off you you'll reap the benefits of getting new clients but I was so scared because I'm like what if I take time off and someone wants to hire me and now I have an automatic message (laughs) up in my inbox like I'm on vacay no it actually really worked for me because I, I my resistance to whatever type of money thing that I had going on let up uh I love that. I feel like you just gave everyone permission to just take some time. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I mean, we give our own self permission, but we need to hear it from others sometimes too. And I think you just delivered a spirit message there for me and for everyone else. It's such a great reminder. And when you step into the abundance mindset, it's no, this is what I need versus wait a minute, I can't do this because. And remembering that spirit provides and we just need to align. When we align to our path and our, we align our energy and we are really taking care of ourselves, then we see all the abundance that flows through. Which brings me to one of the cards that I pulled for today. And I will talk more about the other messages here in a little bit. But I have the message of the owl. Listen to your inner voice instead of other people's opinions. So sometimes we feel like when we're listening to all the advice out there, you can do this, do that. Like you were talking about, you know, you're hearing 10K months everywhere and we wanted it so bad. And it's like when you're just listening to everybody else, you're not really paying attention to your intuition. That's when things kind of go down. So I love that you actually really got quiet in a way to listen to yourself and recalibrate, which I think is really important. And so I want to ask you about some strategies to help people really shift more into self-love so that they can push through any uncomfortable business growth when we come back after this quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. All right. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I am here with Tori Autumn and she is a self-love coach turned copywriter. She actually really integrates both. I feel like, wouldn't you agree, Tori? Yeah. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what we're here talking about. We're talking about more self-love in your life and business and how really taking care of yourself and taking a step back can actually increase more of your abundance. And before we talk about some strategies that she's going to enlighten us with, 
I want to give some messages. So we have pulled a card earlier, the owl, listen to your inner voice instead of everyone else's opinions. Stop overthinking and start communicating, which I think is really great. And the message that I'm getting here today is stop overthinking of all the things that you have to do and start communicating with your higher self, start communicating with your spirit guides and really just allow for that to happen. It also speaks to me too of communicate what you want in your energy. And what I love to worry is that you did that. You took a step back and your energy recalibrated. So you started attracting the clients that you really love working with. And I also have the card of the higher self. Your life purpose is calling. I feel like so many of us really start our businesses because of our life purpose. We feel like we want to integrate and live it every single day. And then this next card, I have here is clear your mind. You're blocking what you need to receive. I have a funny message for this one. So I have a friend who ordered my Oracle card deck and she got this card and she shoved it immediately back in the deck. And then she shuffled the deck and got the same card again. And so she read the book that I wrote for the Oracle cards. And it said, you know, those people that shuffle the deck three times because they didn't like the message they heard don't be one of those people. And she said, Oh my gosh, this this book just called me out. Oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing. So with that being said, if you are listening right now, and you feel like you're kind of blocked, listen up, instead of shoving self care to the back burner, your spirit guides are trying to give you messages right now. And I'm going to go ahead and ask Tori, can you share with us some go to self love strategies, your favorite that have really helped you and clients push through that imposter syndrome or that uncomfortable growth that we want so badly in our money and also in our energy and our personal feeling of abundance. But we just feel like I can't get it. Yes, yes, absolutely. So one of the things I have a couple of great strategies. So one of the things that has really helped with incorporating self-love into my business is having that strong support group. So I, for the record, such an introvert, so shy, but I also realized that I'm not the only person in the world who's introverted and shy. So let me <laughs> partner up with them and also like talk about introverted and shy stuff together, but, but also be champion for them, celebrate their wins, talk about support because it feels so good to have resources for myself and then be able to give them to someone else that feels like wealth to me like when I think about wealth and other ways that are outside of money being able to give someone a resource that can fast track their success is just amazing so I started aligning myself with people like that and actually started in the mastermind program that you and I were together I still talk to quite a few people from there I've even worked with some of those people I've been in programs with them we've We've kind of interconnected in in the internet in some way, shape or form. And it's just been beautiful, beautiful to experience. And I continued doing that because that was the first time that I had a business group where I met people who were in front of me in terms of like been in the business a couple of years. They, They hit different milestones that I haven't yet hit. And then people behind me where they just got started and then there are people right beside me having the similar experiences at the level of growth that I was in. But one thing that I noticed is that all three of those groups, the people in front of me, people quote unquote behind me, and then people to left or right of me, we all had similar challenges 
and similar wins, they were just at different stages of business. It helped my self-esteem a lot because we have this notion that when we see someone with more money or we see someone with a lot of rich friends or they may be beautiful, we, we put them on a pedestal. But really, they all have similar, once you get to know them, they all have similar journeys and similar challenges. May not have the same experiences as you, but they, they have stories that talk about where they got where they are. And a lot of them can attest they still feel like they, they're not where they want to be. <laughs> and so it took it kind of taken, took away me idolizing other people and really loving where I'm at on the journey. Another thing that I've done that I've actually gotten from the book, Asking You, Should, Asking you Receive, which is the Abraham Hicks book, there was a strategy in there about creating a manifesting or creation box and writing a note and putting notes into the box. And that has helped a lot. As simple as it is, I started writing how I want to experience 10K months. I never gave myself permission to make more than 10,000, which happened, but I would write, I just, that's all I want. I just want 10K months. And I would write, I want great health. I put everything in a box that I wanted in a partner. And that all of those things have started to come true because I would pick up those cards. I would shuffle those little index cards and pick them up and hold it to my heart and just really be connected to these index cards. And I've done that for, for months. I kind of like now I don't really use it anymore just because I don't have to kind of like force myself to believe those things. Those thoughts are really ingrained, but that took like months. And then I would say a year, months to a year of really practicing it. Um, some other self-love things, strategies that I've done to help me in my business is that I've realized that one of the opportunities for me is to find different ways to show up for people in their communities, whether it's to show up on their webinars or show up at in-person events or just promote them or comment on their photos, share things. That has really amplified my self-esteem because I've seen people do that for me and have helped my business dramatically. I've seen people, I believe in the karma effect and all of that stuff. And I don't necessarily think to do it because I want something in return. I just feel so generous and giving. And I've seen how that has helped me. On the flip side, I've come across clients who felt not good about being really generous. And I just want to say something to that. If you are experiencing being very generous, giving away your time or money in your business, I want to say that it there is a difference in the difference is in that self-worth piece. So if you are giving away time and money with an expectation of getting something back or you just don't want to offend someone, I would charging less or, you know, giving more time to them. I would really reevaluate that. I would also evaluate how you feel overall about that relationship, not the end goal, but how you feel about it right now. How, what is it taking away from you or adding to you currently? That's the question my therapist always asks. Is this adding or subtracting to your life? <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's subtracting, actually. <laughs> and so I ask those questions to myself. But when I just give and I just forget that I even gave someone a resource or a free you know, strategy call or whatever it is, and I, and I don't have any intention behind it because I'm so filled with feeling abundant, even if I don't you know, have those materialistic things, it feels good. And I, I think honoring that feeling overall outcome of something is how I increase the self-love within myself and then also being able to reach certain strides in my business. Mm, I really love that. Thank you for sharing those. 
I liked too that you were so honest with saying, hey, it took me like a year to really practice that strategy. I think sometimes when people go into this self-growth kind of place or they're learning to shift their mindset, they want it done today. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, if I told you to go run a 5K and you haven't exercised in a long time, do you think that your body's going to love you and you're going to have excellent results? Probably not. So thank you for sharing that and all the results. What I love too, is that you said you didn't have a five-figure month and you were really practicing with your 10K and you got 20 and you're just so generous and being in that place of abundance. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's really important and powerful and adding or taking away from my life. Because I think we can get to a point where if we're giving from a generous place, right? We love to share and we're feeling healthy and we're taking care of ourselves. So your cup is full and it runs to others, or are we doing it because we want someone to buy our program and we're, we're kind of putting out a desperate scarcity kind of energy is totally different. So I'm glad that you talked about that too. I think that's really helpful. So you mentioned something too. You were mentioning the mastermind that you and I were in, and there were three categories of people that you saw. And you were saying, no matter where they were, they all felt like they weren't at a certain place that they wanted to be. I think that we all need to be more present one with our life. And I heard you say something earlier on in our conversation that presence was really important, like enjoy your life and I think we're always looking towards, I want to get here. I want to get there. And we have to remind ourselves, wait a minute. I'm like, what do we feel now? (laughs) And are we happy? And if we're not happy now, then that's the energy that we're projecting out to everyone. But imposter syndrome is kind of what's coming up for me around this. And with imposter syndrome, I'd love for you to share with everybody your definition of what that is. And then if you can share any advice that you have for someone who's experiencing it right now, uh, that would be great too. My definition of imposter syndrome is wanting to go after a certain goal or desire, but having a negative voice inside you that says can't or shouldn't do something. And so this can manifest as wanting to speak on a podcast, but you have these inner critic voices that are saying, well, you're not really an expert yet. So you should wait a couple of more months until you have another degree in health and another certification in stress management, or you only technically had three clients. You really need a dozen before you can be on a big name podcast. That is to me, imposter syndrome. Because it's like, it's saying, who are you to go after that big, ambitious goal? And so I I don't know anyone, whether they are millionaires or whether they're just getting started. I don't know anyone who has not dealt with imposter syndrome or still dealing with some level of it. And going back to your point earlier, Whitney, about you can't just start a 5K run if you haven't run in a while. Some people have never run at all. I mean, if some people haven't had an experience of taking care of themselves or actually understanding how imposter syndrome is playing in their lives. So you can't 
expect for it to be something overnight. But one of my strategies in dealing with that is, and it took a while, but I don't really fear failure. I don't really fear, I fear not going after what I want. And and I, I'm not one of those people who are like super into personality quizzes or tests, but I did do the Enneagram one and, oh, I was going to ask oh. you, I was sitting here thinking, I wonder what her Enneagram is. And I was also wondering <laughs> what your human design is as well. I don't know if you know that. I don't know the human design one, but I do know the Enneagram. I think it's the one, I think it's for whatever one that wants people to, whatever the one that I want people to look at me as, as successful or three. I think that's the, okay. Three, three. That's Thank me. You. <laughs> oh, okay. I I'm a three. That. Yeah. I'm a three with a strong four wing. Oh, okay. It's, and what's kind of four is it's like, um, it's so hard to kind of explain, but uh, sensitive, kind of emotional, reflective. I can relate to that, but I'm definitely a three. But I feel like I'm more an evolved three versus an, the lower part of the three because I also, I feel like failure is one of the big things that I've had in my life. And now I don't fear it so much like I did. So when you said that, I was like, oh, I wonder what you are. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> that is really interesting. Yeah. And I also, I don't know if this makes sense, but I have been, I have dealt with a lot of mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and I have been at really low places. And so when I think about success, or even failure, I'll, I'll say failure. I, I'm like, I've already been there. I'm, I can't really fear it anymore. It just, to me, is something in my brain that just <laughs> doesn't even fear it anymore. Because I'm like, I've been through some really traumatic stuff. And I feel like everyone has been through some really traumatic stuff, especially over the past few years. So it's just, for me, I don't think of any, I can't think of anything worse than that. Like, I know for me, a lot of people fear public speaking I think that's like number two on the list close to death <laughs> and because I know that that's something that is widely hard for people it doesn't fear me to do it because I feel at least I did it and and the only thing that can happen is people may show may not show up to my webinar maybe there's just two people or people you know I may forget a line or I may say um a million times but you just learn from it you you just learn from it and I also think that it really helps to have some sort of daily ritual where you are listening to people who are inspiring you. And this may show up in spiritual sense, religion, listening to podcasts that are about successful people, whatever that is for you, that really, really helps because you'll hear in all of those stories, the kind of like a similar arc. To I was at the lowest point of my life, and now here I am making ten million dollars, feeding my family. Like it, you know, you hear you hear similar arc in a lot of stories, and people are really proud to say those things. One because they are proud of where they've gotten to, and two, they want you to know they are human. They are no different. They are not a special type of snowflake. They are no different than any of us. They but they worked really hard to not get back to that deep dark place that they may have been. Yeah. I I think we put people on a pedestal sometimes and ourselves we try to emulate that nothing's wrong. We want 
We want everybody to see us as successful. And maybe it's just for Enneagram 3. So if you're out there listening and you know a lot about the Enneagram, DM us over on Instagram. I'll put Tori's and my Instagram link in the show notes. But I think that that's at least how I relate to it. And I noticed that my spirit guides really helped me through that. I think having that four wing. So four, one of the important things is being really authentic. I'm definitely a three, but I've got that I need to be authentic. And then it kind of fights a little bit with the Enneagram three, because you want to make sure people like you or, you know, you don't want to fail and things like that. I would have spirit guides that kind of led me to situations that would make me laugh at myself. And really, everybody goes to the bathroom. You know, everybody has to sneeze. Everybody is human. And sometimes we can put people up on these pedestals or we think that we should be at a certain level. And listen, we're human. We're authentic. We don't have to be anything. When I first got into spirituality, I thought, oh, I am a bad person if I had a bad thought or I have to be perfect and always seeing the positive. And I think that was kind of spiritually bypassing my own emotions with that. And I'm human, you know, I am spiritual. I believe in spirit guides. And I also say fuck and I drink wine. So it's okay. (laughs) You know, you can have both. And it's just part of realizing that we're all learning, we're all growing. And we are all that we need to be in the moment, I feel like. And if if we can just know that we are enough and that we are abundant the way that we are and fully step into the present, I think your your story, Tori, is amazing. Like you just really stepped into the present and grew your energy. And instead of going out to find the people, it's almost like, oh, they they come to you. <laughs> you know, you put your energy out there and you attract that. So thank you for sharing that. So helpful. And I did want to ask you, so I know that you've come in to my spiritual business incubator program, and you've given such amazing training. And you have such a wealth of knowledge about PR opportunities and copywriting. And you have a free gift for everyone that I'm going to put in the show notes. But Tori, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. I have a free gift called the Magnetic Nurture and Promo Email. And so it's just a free gift to help you once you create. Or if you already created a lead magnet and you want to land new clients or customers for your service-based business, you can use these Nurture and Promo email templates and also a video tutorial and then some swipes to see different examples of how other people in the industry have used them. I highly recommend that you check that out. You can do this over at heytoriaautumn.com forward slash gift, but I will put it in the show notes. So all you have to do is click it and you can get your free gift from Tori. And Tori, I just wanted to ask you, is there any other last message that you want to share with listeners? I think that if if you have something on your to-do list that's related to your business that can take you five minutes to do, but also really increase your visibility or impact, I say, take this as a message to do it today, not tomorrow, not after you wash the dishes, do it now, because it'll only take you five minutes. And there is no failure in doing it unless you just don't do it. Mm, I like that. 
kind of like, don't let it hold you back. Just actually do the thing. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> sometimes we just put these little tasks over here. I'm, I'm doing this. If you can't see me and you're not on YouTube, I'm saying over here, like, you know, way over in the back. And then we forget about them, but it's important to create time for yourself and time for those. So thank you so much, Tori, for sharing your information. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review. And a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.